1: Who that I'm a who that. long as and am living I'm a who, that. I'm a who that. Huh. lose all winning I'm, I'm a who, who, that. That. I'm a who that. Sports coma yeah. yeah this is where we do that where we do that hey. where we do that yeah hey. well we do that. Hey. Huh? that where we do that where we do that hey. huh? 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 like dressing I'm a who I'm a who sports coma this is where we do that we do that welcome 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 Somebody please better help. Be Running this thing like Runnin elf thing like Thank God every day I'm not, I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. guys. If you ain't ride or die, die. the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out, your shame for the championship. Bucking on town, duck down, Falcons, block get shut, shut down. Panthers ain't much. T- Touchdown. touchdown the vision really blown to us now us so now. much hate on the saints you could probably tell yeah. ever since Bounty gate hit the nfl yeah. when things seem fishing and you probably smell the crooked referees on roger caddell yeah. yeah. like this and i'm a who every day i'm living i'm a who Lose or win and I'm a who that It's the Sports Coma, this is where we do that Where we do that, where we do that Where we do that, where uh, we do that, where we do that Boogie like this and I'm a, who I'm a who that It's the Sports Coma, this is where we do that You're listening to the Sports Coma cool. yeah. Big Q and the guys <laughs> On the right. Media Network
2: Welcome, welcome, welcome You're now rocking with the Sports Coma With Big Q and the guys Where we have intense, entertaining, educating and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam i'm big q shout out to the who that nation we up in this thing Sh- sorry i'm kind of getting late family i was uh testing out running some software checks and making sure everything was crisp and cool on the front but shout out to the fam appreciate each and one of every last one of y'all joining me for this episode of the coma shout out to how many family members are representing in the Hood at Nation, the Great Saint Thank Tank is in full effect, and it's been kind of tough on the Hood That Nation as of recent with all of the losing going on, fam. So we're gonna cover some news notes and items in this stream. We're gonna react to uh, the Dennis Allen interview that he was going on as well. So shout out to the fam, appreciate y'all being in the stream. Much love to the fam. Please feel free if you are popping in, please feel free to hit upon the like button and the subscribe button as we get going also feel free to share that be share 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 the show's links on your social media feed facebook and otherwise we up in this thing shout out to the fam so without further ado let's get it popping man let's get it going and twisting as we uh, kind of go over dennis allen's interview right here six minutes and 46 seconds and put one in the chat
3: family if y'all can hear this thing like here we go for the guys and in, in, uh back in the building today watch the tape uh start moving forward to getting ready for Vegas. Yes, kind of came in here with almost like a prepared speech about
0: panel in this time. Is there something about even though it was only three extra days between games, is there something about
2: Adam? Damn. Damn, look at Dennis Allen's face right there after that question. That was Mike Triplett asking him that. These guys wouldn't dare ask Coach Peyton a question like that. <laughs> Let me twist that one back, man. Shout out to Mike Triplett, man. Let's go.
0: With like a about this time.
2: He told him Demario Davis came in with a prepared speech. From ex- Good
0: Lord.
3: Well, yeah, approach. I mean, I look, I think um you know, obviously, the, 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 the demands of, a, of an NFL season is, is hard physically and mentally um, on everybody involved. And so, you know, for those guys to kind of get an opportunity to kind of reset just a little bit, um, you know, focus a little bit more on, you know, family and things of that nature I think is, is, is good. And now it's time to, you know, get back focused on football and things we have to do to get better. You were optimistic before the weekend on the injury front. Any good news over the or- <clears throat> um, well, I don't think I received all the, you know, like, hey, everybody's going to be back news that I was hoping for, but um, but I do think that there was some progress being made. Um, you know, we still have a, you know, couple days here before we get to the beginning of the practice week, but I'm still optimistic that there'll be a few of the guys that we haven't had that that have an opportunity to be back.
0: Uh, I'm sure you don't want to. <clears throat>
3: yeah look i think that's a discussion that we have with the uh with the offensive staff um uh, you know we'll see where we're at i do think Jameis is getting getting healthier um you know and so i think that's a discussion that, that we have to have i think um you know both of those guys will will, will have themselves ready to play and and uh, you know hopefully you know after we get a chance to talk about it discuss it you know we'll have a good answer for what we're going to do
4: um, when you're looking at, at what you guys have done honestly, how do you balance the, the way you move the ball and the way you know, rank right
3: up the you know, top of the NFL and four yards, but like also all the turnovers? Yeah, that's the fr- that's the frustrating thing. Um, the frustrating thing is, is that we have done a lot of really good things offensively, uh, but turning the ball over, um, you know, really destructs all of that. Um, and it's been in, you know, few different areas. Um, you know, it's been, at times, it's been the fumbles, it's been the interceptions, uh, the returns for touchdown. Um, so that that has to stop because it negates all the good things that you do. So you can score as many points as you want. You can move the ball how you want. Um, but when you turn the ball over like that, um, it really negates everything.
2: On the uh, What gives
3: you the confidence that, that maybe you've seen some of that that can kind of manifest? Well, look, I, the, the frustrating thing is, is some of the things that continue to pop up that keep us from winning, but yet I see in areas that we are improving, and, and I see in some of the uh, statistical areas that, that there's improvement in this team, but yet we haven't been able to put a full – uh, 60 minutes together offensively defensively and in the kicking game and and i have confidence in the group of guys that are in that locker room that will get this thing turned around um, and and so um, but yet you know we got to go out and do it Well, look, you know, I told the team today, We, we I, I, I've been in this position before. We were in this same position, I believe it was back in 2011 with Denver. And, and I, I, if I'm not mistaken, our, our record was two and five at the time. And um, we ended up reeling off six wins in a row and got our record to eight and five, ended up making the playoffs and winning the playoff game. So, um, you know, I think the 49ers were in a similar situation last year. They played in the NFC Championship game. So I know it can be done. Um, you know, it, it really just gets to us um you know, playing good football and playing complimentary football on both sides of the ball. When
5: you look at the Raiders team, do you see a team
4: like yourselves in that uh, they're probably a
3: lot better than the record it would indicate? Well yeah, I mean I you know, I, I think offensively they've got some some really good weapons. I think they run the ball uh exceptionally well. Um I've got a really good quarterback. Got a couple of weapons to throw the ball to, so I think they do a good job, you know, offensively. Defensively, I think they play extremely hard. I think they've got some some guys up front that can get after the passer. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, I see a, I see a good football team uh, when we get ready to play those guys. When you look at the
2: defense, just... let stop right there, fam. I'm going to kind of stop it right there on Dennis Allen, man. That's enough. Um, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being in the live stream on this one. A lot of things swirling and twisting around, man. But I'm gonna ask the great Saint Thank Tank and the Who That Nation, man. Did y'all get any answers from that? Any answers? Any answers at all from that? Now you know. And listen, you know, right now what I'm basically going on is pretty much. The history of the team and so far as can a team. Can a team galvanize to the point where it can turn itself around and win a ball game and put together a string of wins? They have the talent, so talent is not an issue. They got more than enough veteran leadership there to guide them. And I'm looking at it really from a logical standpoint, and I'm using a bit of instinct too. And. It's just very strange if you look at it, you know, and it's just OK. Even though we had a backup quarterback and we, mo- we lost most of our wide receivers, I'm looking at it. The Cincinnati game, for example, the Saints pretty much had that game all the way up until the last several minutes of the contest. Right. We were missing our first uh, uh, one, two and three wide receivers the Saints and our starting quarterback, the Saints still went in there. I mean, in the Superdome and held that team. And pretty much if they had not turned the ball over, well, they well, this not against the Bengals, they didn't turn it over. But if they had made the plays limited, one of the explosive plays that occurred, they could have it would have been a different outcome. So it's just at times just ineffective play and breaking down and it's just really puzzling to see the Saints in up here at two and five. And we had a near championship level defense. Let's just say this. The defense carried the Saints last year. They carried them in many parts. It carried the Saints last year, especially we didn't. We, we didn't have a decent starting quarterback and ineptitude at the in the offense. The Saints were pretty much carried by their defense. How did the defense go from what it was last year? This dude was, a steal, he was still he still was the coordinator to what it was. And now the team is sitting up here flat. They're despondent. Even though Dennis said they're not despondent, they are despondent. They're sitting at 2-5. and They're losing games because they are the NFL's most turnover-prone team. Their turnover is ridiculous. Thank you, Carlos. Shout out to Carlos, man. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button, bro. Shout out to Carlos. Much love, bro. What's intriguing and interesting family is the fact that If you take a look at what the Saints have put together over the last several years, you would think that this team was kind of heading up to a crescendo. They were going up the mountain and not down the other side in flames. So at some point, Dennis Allen, which shout out to John Sigler, who posted this on Twitter. Dennis Allen's teams have started 2012, three and four, finished four and 12. Goddamn. 2013, 3-4, finished the same record. 2014, 0-4, he was fired. Saints this year, 2-5, question marks. Now, the team, the Saints team is better than the Raiders team, even though people saying that the Raiders team was devoid of talent. They had some talent there. But it's whether the guys buy into what the, the head coach is saying. But even though they are familiar with Dennis Allen as a coach, because he's been at, at a defensive level, but the accountability is missing. The accountability is missing. Like, if you're expecting the 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 players to kind of police themselves, I, I don't. I, even though the Saints are a strong veteran team, they're one of the oldest teams in the NFL. I would still say the coach has to step up and lay it down. Even though if he, if he's not standing in their face, pointing and cussing at them. Like a lot of them are used to it. And I I said this before in the previous stream about Tony Dungy, like how Tony Dungy uh, operated. He was a soft spoken coach, but he had a lot of success and he handled the business. Right. So. At some interval, you would expect some of the C, the C guys, the captains to step up and own their position, say, listen, we need to carry this stuff. It took up to last week, I think it was or. Whenever the time is, Elvin Kamara stepped up after, yeah, last week and had this fiery speech. And I'm going to play some Demario Davis. He's going to talk about a little of what Elvin was saying, even though we talked about it. We read from a Traquan Smith's account. We'll hear what Demario Davis said today about that. But, you know, I was looking for the Saints as a unit, player wise, to have player only meetings and come together and say, fam, this is not who we are. The Who That Nation and a lot of the Great Saint Think Tank is out there yelling and saying, listen, what are you guys doing? You got all these fumbles going on. You got drop passes. You got false start in your own building. You got all of these really ridiculous things that's going on. Uh, You got Darren Rizzi operating the special teams. They look, you know, look horrible. They can't uh, punt return and kick return uh, anything. Uh, Guys can't spring loose and because they can't block. So, I mean, the accountability is what you go back to when you see a team doing this is because if you see players and they're false starting and stuff, you get their asses off the field. That's the bottom line. You, you're not ready to play if you false starting out here. Now, I can see one one time, but you're seeing all these guys two times and all this kind of stuff. Uh, uh-uh, You got to get up out of here, play ball. You got to sit down until you get your head right. Guys that are dropping the passes and fumbling the ball. You got to sit down and that's what needs to happen. You have to have move guys that's in. As opposed to you telling guys over and over again hey guys we really got to hold on to the ball now the hell with that it's time to really get really taxing because your season is your season is getting to a point where it's going to be difficult for you to climb out of the hole you're two and five now and even though the nfc south is a trash can it's a dumpster fire right now and that's not really a bonus for the saints that the t- the-, the division stinks because it, it wouldn't matter anyway if you can't w- win a game consistently You can't put together a string of wins because that's what you're going to do. A lot of the cushion that you had where you can make errors, you've kind of frittered that away. So at some point, you know, we're going to have to figure out what this team is made of. And they can point at Dennis Allen all they want. But really, it's an, an indictment on the team there. They know what they need to be doing. There's no reason why these guys are missing tackles. I mean, you see guys straight up missing tackles, man, taking poorish angles, guys, Who got paid and they just like whatever i'm just gonna float on not making any plays they're not in the right position they look like they totally lost it's just 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 really crazy but anyway before we finish up let's see what demario davis had to say fam this is demario's interview this is what he had to say today uh when when uh when talking about the team
5: um I would say, um this like it's no secret we're not where we want to be right now, um at this point in the season, like this wasn't where any of us expected to be, right um and a lot of that is due, due to us not playing at the standard that we have um It's, uh, it's adversity because of that. It's adversity because, you know, it's unexpected. And it's unexpected because our standard for excellence is so high. And um, adversity creates opportunity. You know, and so though none of us want to be in this situation, there's only one mindset that's going to change it. And it's taking advantage of every opportunity. And the reason why that is exciting is because all this happened. We're still only one game out in our division.
2: Let me stop the rumor. Demario Davis is one of my favorite saints, man. I love how Demario plays the game. Uh, and what's really interesting is Mike Triplett said about his interview that he came out. Then he felt like this was a prepared speech. And that was <laughs> so. I mean, yeah. It, it, you see what I'm saying? So, did anybody get inspired by that? And I'm, I'm just 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 throwing this out here to the family because I really like Demario Davis. But uh, uh, is anybody getting inspired by this? I mean, seriously. And he says adversity breeds opportunity. Yeah, and and so on and so forth. Listen, we get that. You know, I understand that. But the issue with the Saints is not the fact that they're competing at a high level and they're just not closing out games like what the Pelicans did the other night when they lost by one in overtime. They played their asses off and people can live with the fact that you gave it all you can give and other team just wanted it a little bit more. We get that. We know you're not going to win every game. We just want you to compete, compete like you have some sense. And I'm not just talking to Demario. I'm talking about the entire Saints team. Compete like you have some sense, compete like You talk about a standard, a standard of excellence, a standard of excellence doesn't come along with dumb false starting penalties and poor tackling, poor angles. Guys don't know what they're doing. Guys are getting on the field and they don't know exactly what they're doing. They don't know the game plan. If guys don't know what they're doing out on the field, you need to sit them down until they figure out what's going on. I don't care who they are. If you got better players who know what they're doing, put them in there and take them other guys out. That's the bottom line. So, I mean, Mike Triplett is right to a degree. This does sound like a bit of uh, of a motivation speech that he might have uh, kind of recycled from one of the many positive events that he does. So, I mean, we're going to see what Demario Davis and if anybody can help turn the team around it's Demario Davis. He's a fiery cat. People respect Demario Mario days, but we need Demario to step up. We need Demario to step up. We need Cam to step up. Even though Cam has been doing some stuff, he's been doing a lot more than Davenport. He's been doing a lot more than most of the guys on the interior line that's getting gassed through and ran on. You know, Pete Werner's really been solid this season. He leads the team in tackles. And our secondary, even though we're missing our top two uh, cornerbacks in the Debo and Milady Daddy, We did get Marcus May back. We did get Tyron Matthew. Those guys are veterans. They need to get in their books and study and get this together. You know, the season is on is pretty much in the hands in the balance. You can't. And then the thing is, even though we have mostly we're going to start getting some of our wide receivers back. But what good is having we had our wide receivers early on in the season and a lot of those guys we had all three of our wide receivers. We were still struggling, you know, to move the ball through the air. So, I mean, at some point, Carmichael and them is going to have to have a, a, a you know, a, a moment where they all come together and get on the same page. They're going to have to melt in jail and get this stuff together. You know, it's just, you don't forget how to tackle in one year, in
5: less than a year, or, or do you? And it's also exciting because we understand what's going on. We understand that we've been our own worst enemy in a lot of ways. Um, Alvin says something great in the locker room, like, we got to get back to our swagger. And there's no truer statement. The the rub is, is, is how we get back to our swagger. And how we get back to our swagger is it's not a new recipe because you're going back to what you've done. And what we've done has always been one of the hardest working teams in the NFL and one of the most focused teams in the NFL. And I'm not talking about just focus on Sunday, but I focus during the week. And we understand that the nucleus of this team begins and ends with the defense. And so we accept that challenge first. We know right. we haven't performed to our standard. Um, Let me pause it right there because it,
2: this is just – Six minutes. I'm not gonna play the whole thing. I'm gonna get to the part where let him talk up until the point where he talks about uh, some of the stuff that Elvin says. But uh, I'm hearing family members. I'm seeing the commentary as I'm going over and listening to what he says. And 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 and, uh, and and my boy Revolt says a bunch of platitudes. You know, Donna is straight dropping facts. Shout out to Donna, man. Donna is dropping some facts, man. Yes, Donna, Donna. I hear you, girl. Shout out to Donna. Donna is dropping facts in the chat, family. A bunch of people are, but I'm, I'm Donna is fired up. She got me ready to put a helmet on and go out there and knock the piss out somebody. Donna, shout out to you, girl. She says winning is contagious and this and so is losing. If you act like you can win, you got the talent, you will regardless of your coach, John, uh, D- Donna. Go down there, girl, and go stand up there with a bull on and, ch- and pull all that out there to him. Drop it on down to him. A lot of people felt like even the reporters picked up on that. You know, and said that it, it, it was he said he triplet said sounded like he had a prepared speech. <laughs> oh, that's real. That's something else. That's something else. But anyway, let's finish up with this,
5: man. Then we're going to move on. And. We're, we're okay with that being known that it's not it's not acceptable because it's not acceptable to us it's not acceptable um, in any of our minds and we know that a turnaround has to happen we believe a turnaround is going to happen and that turnaround begins and ends with us um D- and damn sure starting in with me the way that we go about getting there is in our work and that's what we're committed to there's not the thing i'm How excited is there's not a, the there's not a harder working group or um a more to determine group that's locked in on on figuring out and doing everything that needs to be done to get this thing turned around that begins with our coaches um our coaches are going to thumb through and figure out what is the best way to put us in the best position for our players to be successful. Demire, you know,
2: from a historical standpoint, there are a lot of the Great Saint Think Tank family members that are historians. And we're not just talking from uh, from a historic standpoint when you deal with history and other that. And, you know, period, they're intelligent people. They're thinking people. That's why it's named the Great Saint Think Tank of the Who That Nation. What's intriguing and interesting is that we've seen teams turn their seasons around in the NFL, haven't we? We've seen, uh, bad teams of teams that were actually good teams that were playing bad. It's a difference between a bad team and a good team. That's playing bad. You get what I'm saying? Family put one in the chat. If you agree with what I'm saying here, because that's, I think that's where we are. And we got, we kind of, they having a mixed mass message mentally, the commentary about Demario Davis saying that there's not a more, uh, I guess, I forgot the word he used, more, I guess, determined team, for lack of better words, of the word that he used. I forgot what well, I forgot to use, but it was in that neighborhood. Is that to figure out what's wrong so we can move forward? Well, you know, it starts with the head coaches, yada, 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 and he went on down to the players. What's interesting, intriguing is when the Saints lost that matchup on Thursday night, it was awful. You lose to a team that hadn't won in their own building in a year. We had. Alex Karras of the locked on Cardinals broadcast to come in on the sports coma to preview the game. And that man, he covers, he's paid to cover the team. He told me and the rest of the who that nation in the great St. Thank tank. You go back and listen to the show that there wasn't a chance that Arizona could win that damn game. That man put one in the chat. If you, if you watched the show and heard Alex Karras say that he said, there wasn't a chance for the for the Arizona Cardinals to win that game. He covers the team. And I told him, you can watch the show. I told him, I don't know. I said, you can throw all that out because DeAndre Hopkins is back and Kyler Murray and Hopkins going to try to get on the same page in which they did. But they hadn't won in their building. That team was on a two-game losing streak. They hadn't won in their building in over a year. And then they come, they, the Saints go down there and let them get their first win. They break their two game losing streak and they win a the game for the first time since last year in their home building. That guy, uh, uh, what's his name? Whatever the coach is now, I forgot his name. Uh, put it in the chat. The Arizona coach, uh, Cliffs Kingsbury, that's his name. Kingsbury basically was on the firing squad family and the Saints snatched them off of there and gave them new life. So, I mean. We hear that. And after that happened, what happened? Did everybody from the team says, you know what? Friday, we coming into the building Saturday. We're going to be in the building Sunday while games are playing. We're going to be in the facility studying film, reading over our playbooks, figuring out what we did wrong. So we can have better success. What did they do? What did they do family after they lost that game? What did the Saints personnel do? What did they coach tell him to do? What did they tell him to do? He told them to take the, the the weekend off so he can figure out what's going on. Family, that is not what you're supposed to do. When you, lost, when you lose games like that, you are not permitted to give somebody time off so he can sit around and figure out what he going to do. Are you kidding me? That's totally not what you're supposed to do. That's bad optics to me, to you and everybody with some sense. You know, everything is earned, earned. You didn't earn that. That was ill gotten gain is what the Saints got those three days off. They weren't supposed to be given three days off. Dennis Allen, those guys should have been in the building studying that film, even though they might not have been able to get physical. They could have still got mental Ain't nothing wrong with them sitting around watching film. But even if Dennis Allen said, take the days off, family, check this out and tell me if I'm right on this. When Dennis Allen told him to take the three days off, the Saints should have recognized and said, you know what? Thank you, coach. But we coming on in there. Now you put check in the chat on that. Give me a check in the chat on that. Give me a check in the chat on that. Because that's what it should. That should have what should have happened. That means more than and I love Demario, but that means more than these platitudes like my dog revolt saying. And like Mike Triplett called out, he called the Triplett, called it a prepared speech. Sound like a prepared speech. That lays that lays more weight. If you told Dennis Allen, you know what, Dennis, Allen, we appreciate what you're trying to do, coach. But now I don't feel right about that. We're going to come into the building for those three days and we're going to study film and we're going to figure out what happened, at least the starters. At least the starters. At least the starters. But none of that happened. They took them three days off. That was ill gotten gain. Then they come back on Monday with what sound like prepared speeches. No disrespect to DeMario, Mario, but this is what you've given us. And this is what we and with the energy you've given us. And we saying this is what we getting back, sir. The same with Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen appears and I'm not, you know, Uh, disparaging the man or throwing him down in the mud you know I really want to help Dennis Allen get the way that's why the show is named Dennis Allen getting back on track because that's what I hope this is what this going to be we had we're going to have 10 days before the next game and that time should have been utilized in finding what errors are happening well family listen if you watch the all 22 film you can see exactly what's going on you could you could see the fact that the Saints' defense on the back end—they're taking a lot of poorish angles. They're not miss. They're missing tackles. You see the offense false starting. You see people lined up incorrectly. You see guys dropping the ball. You see. You see the quarterback and ain't in sync with his wide receivers all the time. And it's like they'll have two or three plays, and then they'll have an inconsistent set of plays. They'll have a good drive when they'll score, and then you won't get. They won't drive. They won't get a score. Another touchdown to two, three drives later. What is this? You get with me? Mean? so I mean he has to figure this out really because if you look at his resume and shout out to once again shout out to John Sigler who put this together this is historical fact of what Dennis Allen looks like as a head coach uh and how he started the season off in the first 7 games of the last several years and as you can see what you see as a head coach he had Three years, they gave him three years to turn it around and it was the same result in the third year. It was just bad. Now, the Saints team is a lot better than what the Raiders are. And you were basically a playoff team that were missing a few things, which they did a phenomenal job in adding Chris Olave and Trevor Penning. You know, they they did some other stuff that, you know, a lot of people don't agree with like the Chauncey Gardner-Johnson thing, and that all that's going to come back the Marcus, you know, Williams, all that's going to come back to bite you. When you're losing, everybody's going to look at all of that stuff. They're going to look at and say, Marcus Williams, see this? Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, that. You know, they're going to take, you know, Latavius Murray, this. They're going to go back and look at all of that and throw it in your face when you lose it. And you really can't defend against it. The only defense for it is you have to win. So I think the Saints are a good team that's playing bad. They had, like I said, they're the backups, the back of the back, 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 backups that we had the fourth and fifth string wide receivers, sixth string wide receiver. Rashid Shahi came off the practice squad two weeks ago and scored touchdowns in the last two games. We should have beat the Bengals. We should have beat the Cardinals with our back of the back, 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 backup guys. So at some point, you know, a lot of this is self-imposed nonsense, like the, the turnovers, the interceptions. It's just ridic- it was ridiculous. Let's fill this shut with Demario and move that's on. That's what they've
5: always, they've always found a way to get the best out of us. That when, we, when we turn on the tape, um, one of our big sayings here is not what we play, it's how we play. And they've always found a way to put us in a situation where we play violent and fast and physical. Um, None of that's happened. As the players, bro. as the captains. Um, that's on. That's on. That's on me and Cam, to when the coaches put out the scheme to, to to bring out the best and the fast and the physicalness of everybody. What's our standard? What's our brand of football? And that intensity that we take in practice, we just keep taking that up. And there's not going to be a more committed team in the league no matter what's going on right now. And, you know, it's obviously we're not the only ones that, that don't have the answers, being that we're only one game back. There's not going to be a more committed team um, that's committed to figuring out how to get it done with a sense of urgency. And that's why our mindset is. Demarkey, DeMar- is, is there a specific thing that you can identify on defense? Or are there three or four rush fires that you kind of have to you know, get to when- Kind of Stand those out this game is very simple. It starts with stopping the run. It starts with getting after to the quarterback, and then it, it's taking the ball away
2: and how that listen and not to stop, uh, cut him off, but listen, he said more determined team uh he also said in the previous break before I cut him off was the fact that the saints defense, and we talked about this, and I asked the question. Who's Batman and who's Robin? Is it the Saints' offense is Batman and the defense is Robin, or is it the defense that's Batman? Demario Davis basically said that the defense is the leader of this team. The defense was uh, a player or two off of championship level. That's how how well they played last year, and he recognizes that. And the defense, if several defensive stops would have happened for the Saints this year, the Saints' record wouldn't have been would able to at least won at least two games. That I can in recent memory, the Cincinnati game would have been a win. And so does the Arizona game. The Carolina game could have been a win. We and this is this is something that as a team that we 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 got to handle. We they got we got to and you talk about stopping the run. The Saints are not stopping the run. They're not stopping the run at all. The Saints are allowing over one hundred and twenty plus yards a game. to get gashed up the middle with regularity, even though they are allowing only two hundred and eighteen yards through the secondary. But it's a deceptive 218 or 217 because they have a lot of that comes with chunk plays when they're giving up deep strikes for touchdowns like they did with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, like they did with Jamar Chase and so on and so forth. They give up
6: deep. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit PrizePicks.com slash play 100 and use code play 100 that's code play 100 at prizepickscom slash play 100 for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars price picks daily fantasy
0: sports made easy life insurance what's your excuse for putting it off can't afford it too much hassle think your work coverage is enough there's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance but one big reason why you shouldn't If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kids' tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes, and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E T H O audio. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to twenty thousand dollars in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbpgovernor
2: slash usbp Chunk explosive plays that set the defense in a bad and you know and, and put the offense on the field and whatnot. The Saints offense, despite all of the shenanigans that they played with against the, the Cincinnati Bengals, they did just enough, despite the fact that Andy Dalton missed on a touchdown throw to Rashid Shaheed when he threw to the outside. Shaheed was inside. That was a miss. And then when he threw the ball to another Saint wide receiver too low in the end zone. He That could have been 14 points. Despite the boobery of Andy Dalton, the Saints offense still did enough to, not, to score touchdowns and to get their special teams into position to kick field goals to add to the lead. The Saints defense was needed to make that crucial last stop in the game in which they allowed the Bengals in one play after the dumb punt by Blake Gilligan, when he punted the ball weirdly never, you know, and twisted and paralleled around for whatever reason. I don't know what he was doing and then gave him a short field that on that, even though that was a bad punt that still don't take the Saints defense off. They picked the ball up right at midfield and then the Bengals scored on one play for 60 yards. That's ridiculous, man. That's the, you know, that that's that's so mind blowing. You know, that's that's attention to detail that's not being taken by
5: the Saints. It's it done can change each and every Sunday, but that's what the philosophy of the game is, and that's what we got to be able to do. You're not doing none of that basis, stuff. Yeah, as cons- we've always right. done right consistent. None of that's happening.
2: How much soul searching did you do?
5: You want me to preach?
2: Nah, Demar, you've been preaching bro, since you've been up here, bro. Come on. I'm always
5: soul-searching. My goal in life is to be the best human being that I can be. That extends way before beyond the football field. I, I love the game of football because it presents every life lesson that you can ever have, and it makes you a better person. It makes you a better husband. It makes you a better father. It makes you a better teammate. It makes you a better coworker. Demario,
2: I love everything you signed saying, bro. If you know, and you got his he got his Deontay Wilder thing going on. Deontay Wilder beat the hell out of somebody. And then after the fight is over with, he'll be crying and uh, trying to hug and hug on them guys and everything. You just knock the piss out that guy and now you're hugging on him. You know, so I mean it's just it's the same energy as like the game of football. The game of football is fun when your team is winning. Okay, let's get that straight. Let's let's add that caveat in there. Could I get a check in the chat from the Who That Nation? The game of football is fun when your team is winning. Let's add that little extra caveat in it. It's it's fun when your team is winning, but when your team is stanking garbage, allowing chunk explosive plays to happen, letting teams that are not even playoff teams beat them. It's ridiculous. So it's not, I mean, I, I appreciate your experience. Yeah, you having fun. You're making millions of dollars playing a child game. I got you on that, Demar. You can do a lot of good with that. I feel you on that. Shout out to you, bro. But listen, it's not fun for us to watch what you're doing on the field. It's not fun. It's not fun for me or Dedrick or Slim or Smallville or Willie or St. John Butler or Donna or KB or Christopher or Boomin or Antron or Robert or Gardner or Kimo. Or Eric or PJ, it's not fun for 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 T Dirty. It's not fun for Pammy Whammy. It's not fun for Tramal Ramsey. It ain't fun for none of these guys. Gundam, tragic. None of the family members. None of them. They not. It's none of that's fun for them. It's not fun. It's not fun to OG to the third degree. Five oh four. Cole Trey. Uh uh. My dog Tory. It ain't fun for none of them, them people, trust me. Shout out Morgan. It ain't fun for Morgan. Nobody. Nobody, none of them. Now I, you you having fun, but we ain't. <laughs> it's not fun. It is not fun, my friend. It is not. Anyway, let me stop it right there, man. Cause I I I got I, I love Demario Davis. Demario is a cool dude to me, man. Yeah, brute saint, it's not fun. OG, the OG, you you should see how OG be up in the when the game going on. OG be so burnt up, man. You can fry a hamburger on OG's uh forehead when the Saints are playing, man. Mine too. You can fry the hamburgers on OG forehead when he when when the Saints is playing, and then you can uh, turn around and, and and heat up your whole plate of ribs on mine. That's how that's how ridiculous this is, man. It's not fun. It's not fun for Carlton. It's not fun for the entire that Nation. It's not fun. Yeah, embrace the opportunity. Embrace the opportunity of what losing and dysfunctional football. No sir, no sir. I, I I do. I will not embrace dysfunctionality in any form. And this this Saint team, this current rendition, is very dysfunctional, very under, un very unfundamental, very. And if you can, it's almost like the dialect. is like we can flip this switch, cue. And we're gonna shut your ass up. You you and the rest of the great Saint Thank Tank. We're gonna flip the switch on it. No, y'all can't flip the switch, bro. That's what uh who said that family last week and I told him you you sound like you can flip Cam When Cam was talking, it was like, Yeah, we 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 gonna we alright, we're gonna do No no Ryan Nielsen, the defensive line co coordinator, defensive co-coordinator was saying yes, we're gonna just stay on course. We're gonna stay on course. Like, stay on course. Stay on course. What course is that? I said, what are y'all what the course running through the iceberg field where the Titanic went at? Is that what the course to go right through the Bermuda Triangle? I mean, what, what course is you talking about here? Because the course you own is a course that's leading to ruin. So, no, don't stay on course, you know, avert sh- shift course, change course, <laughs> change the damn course. Shout out to you, Morgan. says, love y'all, even though I'm in California. Shout out to you, Morgan. Appreciate the super chat, my friend. Much love. It's absolutely insane to see what's going on with the, with, 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 with the Saints. And, and I love the Mario Davis. And I was looking for something a little bit more serious and a little bit something a little bit more fierce. Once again, shout out to Morgan. I was looking for something a little bit more fierce. And I, I didn't want the Joel Olstein or the TD the Jakes spill. You know, it's a, you know, adversity brings opportunity. Yeah, I know it brings opportunity, but you have an opportunity to make a tackle. You have an opportunity to make a catch. And I'm busting Jesse on, Jesse Jackson on your ass. You have, you know, don't give up hope or whatever it is. How Jesse, Jesse used to say, never give up hope or keep hope alive, That's there you go, keep hope alive. miss me with the Jesse Jackson right now, brother. I don't I, I hit the Jesse Jackson, you know what I'm saying? You, know, you, you got to go out there and make a tackle. You got to go out there and make a turnover. You got to make, make some interceptions. You putting the responsibility on the defense and the defense have allowed several contests this year to flitter away where the Saints offense despondent as they've been so in inconsistent and as plotty as they've been, they still done just enough for the Saints defense to be able to make stops to win contests. I don't want to hear the Jesse Jackson stuff for real, man. If I want to listen to Jesse Jackson then I turn and, and put on a Jesse Jackson speech and talk about keep hope alive. Hell, I'll put Jesse on right now and have Jesse to tell you straight up, I can listen to Jesse Jackson. I don't need DeMario da- Jesse doing a Jesse Jackson interpretation. I need DeMario Davis out there making some tackles. I need the Saints defense to crystallize because you guys are a champion of the next level defense. We need, we need to get up, up there. Let's handle this. Shout out to you, uh, OG to the third degree. He said, you get a <laughs> see. see but just for gpr <laughs> shout out fam all right so anyway fam let me get into these articles man i'm not trying to hold y'all very long on this stream this was from the canal street chronicles one of my one of several really good uh sources of saint content i like I, I love the saints news network the canal street chronicles saints wire they're terrific and nola.com is pretty good too uh and they have the liabilities that have the saints wasting an entire season this is by jalen dogan They find different ways to lose. And it's not to kind of to make you guys feel any lower or less than what you're feeling now. But sometimes we have to face the reality of what we need to do as a team to win some contests. Now, after two and five start, the Saints approaching territory where they are throwing in the towel on the season, being arguably the worst division in football, they can still salvage the year by winning the division. But it looks like looks at at, you know, looks at why this team can't close the games. Liability. Number one, O.C. and coaching. Now, this is what the report is, uh, is saying. Carmichael has been bad at play calling. He doesn't know when to run. He doesn't know when and how to scheme the passing game. He played not to lose against Cincy in the second half. And what did they do? Lose. The biggest issue that his load managing peak Elvin Kamara, the best running back in football. He starts the drives with AK on the sideline, on top sideline AK in the red zone, and on top sideline AK on third downs. It's nonsensical. You got a point. Ingram and Taysom should not be taking away as many touches from AK as they are. No matter what you look at, AK has eclipsed 105 scrimmage yards in the three consecutive games, averaging more than 4.5 yards per carry. Again, this is while he's splitting touches and snaps with two other guys, having a QB room of players with completely different intangibles. Pete has been on the record insisting that the playbook is essentially the same regardless of who's at QB, which it shouldn't be the case. It should be different for Andy Dalton. It should be different for Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston knows more plays than Andy Dalton. So it shouldn't be the same playbook. And by any measurement, the Saints passing attack should be secondary to the rushing attack. And we've seen why over the last several contests. By the way, it took the Saints over four games to start the season off to realize that the rushing attack is how they should win games. They were losing these contests because they was trying to force pass the ball and it wasn't working the numbers offensively have picked up over the past month but the turnovers are still there drives stall out on the second and long runs that go nowhere and more importantly this team settles for field goals too often it's been the same story every week liability number two the secondary the secondary gives up big plays for fun nowadays the front office foolishly left both marcus williams and cd deuce go in the name of death well now the depth is non-existent lattimore's banged up is Admin trying to make a play for someone else? Adebo has missed games on top of being average when he's playing. He's definitely feeling a sophomore slump on, on Paulson Adebo. No doubt about it. Tyron Matthew is a shell of himself and misses tackles every game. That's true. And I love Tyron Matthew. But Matthew, boy, you, you deserving all this heat right now. Roby has been decent, but still gets beat at the worst time. He ain't been decent. Roby gets beat all the time. That's just he's just being nice to him. The bright spots in the secondary are Lattimore. Best in the business. Marcus May and rookie Alante Taylor. The rest haven't been good enough. And it started off with letting Williams walk. He's a top five free safety with Ed Reed-like range. He, he pushing it right there. Let him go led to the defensive schemes being charged, which has led to the in, inferior defense. Uh, you know, it, We could talk about the secondary, but the reality is, if from a football standpoint, a schematic standpoint, the Saints are not generating the same pass rush that they were doing last year, even a year before that. If the Saints pass rush was same as what they were doing last year and a year prior to that, you would have seen a lot more success on the back end because the defense, the pass rush, the the, the, the pass rushers getting to the quarterback and forcing them to throw the ball early than what they want to do, which line time out of 10 or, or a high percentage of the time ends up in incompletions or interceptions. You're not seeing that. You're seeing a lot of the quarterbacks that we're playing, regardless of who they are, are comfortable in the pocket. We're seeing veteran veteran or veteran uh, quarterbacks like uh, Geno Smith, who's played decently this year, have a clean pocket. He doesn't get harassed enough. He he doesn't get knocked down enough. And the Saints defensive line wise are getting beat by non named offensive linemen uh, or lines, period, like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. When all of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' offensive linemen were hurt, except for the right tackle Tristan Wilf, and the Saints were only able to get one sack on Tom Brady, who's a statue back there. The Saints' defensive line has been a shell to themselves. They cannot generate pressure. They cannot consistently make it uh, uh, a make hell on passers, and they standing back there and they're comfortable. And that's the bottom line. What does it bode well for your defense in the second, and for what you have on the defensive line? If they can't consistently generate pass rush to make life uncomfortable for quarterbacks, even if you not getting to them, you're knocking them down on the ground, you're sacking them. You, you frustrating them. It's not happening enough. Quarterbacks are getting comfortable and they start getting chemistry, chemistry with their wide receivers. And then next thing you know, you're in trouble. The pass rush isn't bad, but it could be a lot better. The pass rush is bad. It's bad compared to what we've seen last year. Norma's managed only two sacks and two QB hits against Arizona also allowing with three red zone touchdowns and four trips. That's bad. That's bad. Three out of four? This is a defense that's been known for excellence in the red zone and bending but not breaking, but not so much anymore. People are talking about a Marcus Williams like that now because there is nothing back there that even stemmed the tide. You see Tyron Matthew missing tackles, getting ran over. Bro, I I just I don't know, you know, that I, I didn't foresee him looking this bad especially if you're going into the seventh week of the season there is no excuse for that the first month of the season like i said rust i can chop chop that up but when you going into uh almost four months you got you what seven games you're two and five right now that's seven you got the eighth game coming up you got two months of football and you still looking like that that means you shitty that's the bottom line all right so anyway liability number three uh three health uh with michael thomas injuries are part of football It happens to every team but not as much as it happens to the saints this is another year of going through the same thing with mike we know how great he is but he's our go-to guy we can never go to him he's a patient as every returning uh from every returning from injuries nothing wrong with that but this isn't in a the nba or mlb you can't casually miss games to get ready for the long run because there won't be a long run if the saints miss the playoffs now it's a at point. It's at the point where there's no room for error, and New Orleans has been battered with injuries for consecutive years. So, in no way should Mike get extra blame. But if you're the team's biggest receiving threat and you miss 22 of the last 24 games, you're a liability. Listen, the money says that. I love Mike Thomas. I remember, you know Mike Thomas is hurt and he's doing his best. He got it's almost like he's snake bitten. He gets healthy. He had the turf toe situation, but.
4: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh,
2: a lot of that information, people like, what's going on with Mike Thomas? Because the Saints have not been forthcoming with Mike's injuries. They could have put Mike Thomas on the IR if he would have set out this long. A cat, Tarot asked him about this. Like, well, we could have, but we, you know, why not? Free open a spot but the reality is we knew this that's why they had an insurance policy by the name of Jarvis Landry we brought Jarvis Landry in here Jarvis Landry came in here and he was supposed to take the uh to take the weight if Michael Thomas wasn't ready to go if if Michael Thomas had some injuries that would have been what Jarvis Landry does problem is Jarvis Landry got hurt that's okay we gave up several picks to get uh, uh to get Chris Olave who's been an absolute stud for us and then the maturation of guys like Marquez Calloway. We found a guy that played off the practice squad in Rashid Shaheed. The Saints are deep at the wide receiver position with guys stepping up and making plays. So at the end of the day, that's what it turns out is a good thing. So, but still and all, you definitely need Mike when it counts. Liability number four, turnovers. New Orleans is minus 10 in the turnover margin, worse than football. They gave the ball away and haven't weathered the storm by creating enough turnovers. All five losses have come. By one possession, the loss to Tampa by 10, but, then, but that was clearly a one-possession game. You can't win the NFL when you consistently give teams extra possessions, common knowledge. After this upcoming 10-day rest, most of the core should be back and healthy. Unfortunately, it might be too late to save the season because, again, there's no room for error. A lot of football still to be played. We'll see how the team responds. The only goal at this point should be to win a division. Sure, shout out to the reporter on that. He did a fantastic job of writing this article. I don't agree with everything he said, but I get what he's saying. And that was a good job on this part. So, yeah, these things, if you talk about fixing the things, he does give you a pretty decent list of what to do. OC uh, coordinated has to call a better game. Pete Carmichael have to put the players on the field. Taysom Hill, Nelvin Kamara at weird times don't seem to be on the field when they're supposed to be on the field. These are some of your most impactful players that helping you win games, and they're not on the field when they're supposed to be on the field. You know what I'm saying? And. The Saints could designate certain areas of the game to certain people. I, I just don't know if they're organized and mind enough to do that. Like, if you have a running back, activate Jordan Howard, the guy we picked up, and allow Jordan Howard to activate and play short yardage game. He averages four yards a carry. Let him get short yardage carry. Spread Kamara out on some of these plays and use him elsewhere as a decoy. Now I've seen the Saints do that a couple of times and had success on that. Maybe we can start using that more. But we definitely need to have a Jordan Howard out there activated to get those tough yardage for the Saints so we don't have to run Elvin into that stuff there's other usages where we can use Elvin Kamara especially when we having issues with our wide receiver core he could be moved around he has value there and of course you go uh and think about some of the other stuff that we're dealing with with the Saints defense it's just secondary which is the second thing you talk about the secondary and I think a lot of the secondary stuff Is due to the fact the Saints are not looking good because up front, the front seven, which they don't have any issues with injuries up front, the front seven is a problem for the Saints because they're allowing people to run on them. It's just it's not good before we even talk about the health of Mike Thomas. And of course, the turnovers is something that they have to stop. They're turning the ball over way too much. So it ain't hard. It's none of it's hard. Demario Davis even said that it's not hard. Stop turning the ball over and, and execute like you're supposed to. You have the talent. And you're a good team playing bad football. It happens. Saints lack of trade candidates approaching NFL deadline is the last one. Check any uh, New Orleans Saints community online. You'll find the family members calling for wholesale changes to the black and gold. There are people upset in the Facebook com- comments. The Saints subreddit, subforms, message boards, Twitter groups all around. And more than a few want the Saints to tear it all down and start over trading whoever they can to get draft picks. And they think uh, much needed salary cap relief, you know. But because the Saints have so many players on restructured contracts, most of the roster is all already on the NFL minimum salary. That makes offloading them easy because an acquiring team is only on the hook for the remaining base salary unless they agree to take on other payments during negotiations, but also minimizes the salary cap savings the Saints will recoup for by these moving players. They illustrate the point here. The most expensive remaining salaries on the books will lutz over $2 million shy Tuttle 1.4 and Dalton 1.2 cesar Ruiz, uh, just under 2 million no other player will cost an acquiring team to pay more than 1 million in their base salary for the rest of the season but it's more complicated than that the new team would take on the rest of the contract and future ba- uh, buyouts for the base salary roster bonuses workout bonuses so on through the saints will still have any prorated bonus counting against them their own salary cap as dead money so while the saints could theoretically Trade Mike Thomas to a new team with his new squad paying him the six hundred thirty two thousand for the 2022 that team would have to pay 15 million base salary in 2023 and the Saints would have to be counted. He said that still be counted for more than 25 million uh, the cap due to previous restructurings and signing bonus. That could be negotiated down by consolidating various bonuses in the salary and asking a new team to pay them instead. But the counterbalance to that kind of maneuver would be less valuable trade compensation. The Saints would be approaching it from a position of weaker leverage. Now, according to over the caps, Jeremy Fitzgerald laid out the 2023 options in greater detail. But the point is that the Saints aren't in a position to kickstart the rebuild with many moves at the 2022 deadline. All of this has been said to say that a fire sale isn't coming for New Orleans, at least not a productive one. If the Saints do tear everything down to the foundation to start a rebuild, it won't do much to improve the salary cap outlook, nor the stockpile of draft assets. All it really accomplishes is further eroding the roster. He says, but maybe it gets to a point where changes are necessary. There could be a point of no return where you wave the white flag and just offload whoever you can for whatever you get back. That feels unlikely with Mickey Loomis still on the top of the org chart as the nfl longest tenure general manager he and the saints uh, told everyone who would listen that the team was already complete and that Allen was stepping into a perfect situation changes on the coaching staff feel more realistic than roster turnover in the end though i think the saints are going to ask for patience from the family members to try to spend this all on injuries derailing their season early on they'll do whatever they can to keep the court together, another year or two before making another, making any big moves. But hey, maybe they get started now. If that's the case, here's some of the trade candidates who would be on the move by November the second, the NFL trade deadline, which is coming up. The, um, Marcus Davenport, Saints restructured the fifth year option earlier this year, which means he's on track to test free agency next March while leaving behind a whopping seven and seven point six million of dead money. Trade him now would cost the acquiring team six hundred thirty-two thousand for the rest of the season, but they've got to consider whether to, ex- whether to extend him themselves uh, come the offseason. Super Bowl contender could try a Davenport now and the Saints could take a good offer if they get one, but it all depends on whether they plan to resign Davenport or part ways with him. It's really difficult to gauge what kind of return the Saints might get here. Davenport's lengthy injury history and in up and down play makes few uh, a few comparisons. Best case scenario would be similar to Frank Clark's trade in 2019, which brought back a first and third Selection in 2019 plus the 2020 second rounder. That would be a nice overhaul. Won't ever happen. The Jadavian J- J- Clowney trade that same year cost a third rounder and a couple of players, so that might be a better comparison. Will Lutz. It would be wild to see the Saints trade Will Lutz. I'm not even going to go to that because that won't happen. Shy Tuttles. Tuttle isn't the kind of player you would want to trade, but he's someone you may have to move on from to put uh fires out elsewhere. He'll be a free agent after this year. And they're thinking about him. New Orleans rotation may be expendable now that Malcolm Roach has returned. Personnel wouldn't trade him, he says, but better uh, fix a long-term fix with David Onyamati declining. But you never know. The Saints have made confusing personnel decisions here before. The other teams would probably offer a seven-round pick for Tuttle. Callaway. Callaway has to be paid uh, just over $500,000. The Saints must consider trading Callaway if they're confident that Thomas and Landry will return soon. And injuries and finish out the season without a hitch. Otherwise, Callaway is too valuable as a backup, whether Landry will resign, whether Thomas will be retained next year, matters too. So I wouldn't consider moving him either. So and of course you look at some of these other guys, you talking about Elvin Kamara, that won't happen. Mike Thomas, it won't happen. To my Cam Jordan, that won't happen, Laddie Daddy, or McCoy. And the other pieces of team the teams that call about Carl Granderson, Andrews Pete, Tyron Matthew. And that's crazy because injuries and negative game scripts have made Matthew, a bad fit in their defense. He might be better off with a contender. Maybe you could find a team that would trade for him a third, fifth round pick like Darius Slay was moved, but I doubt it given how long Matthew hung around in free agency. So yes, indeed. And he also mentioned Taysom Hill. So at the end of the day, you know, he says, so you can see how limited the Saints options are after running through the list. They've got a number of high priced players rosters for the next season and making many moves now will be premature. It'll be smarter to wait the year out and attack things in the spring with a clean slate and a fresh perspective, maybe a new leadership in place when they have more options at their disposal, like designating a post June 1st cuts and a better sense of free agency landscape. And after they trade Johnson, to Johnson at a loss to open the season, it's probably the best current team leadership set out that deadline rather than move too quickly. And hurt themselves further. So knee-jerk reactions are not needed for the Saints, and I think we don't need knee-jerk reactions. We need more uh thought-out processes. We just need to make some of these guys do what we want them to do. And if you got guys that can't do what you want them to do, get them out. Get them out of here. Bottom line, that's what it. The team has still has talent. This is not a team that's voided. That's void of talent. This team has a lot of talent. The Saints have a lot of talent. They have a lot of talent. They have a lot of, they have a lot of depth. The issue is not so much the talent; it's the fact that the Saints' uh, bra- brain trust have to get on the same page with that said talent. This team was missing a few pieces from last year to compete for a deep playoff run. You have uh, guys in place; they have the depth in place where they should be winning ball games. They're not winning ball games because they're not disciplined. They're not winning ball games because they're not paying attention to details. They're not winning ball games because they're not tackling properly. All of the fundamental stuff that win ball games that they teach you about, they're not doing that stuff. So we can hear people sit up here and talk about we gotta tackle better. Until you do it, that's a whole nother thing. You cannot allow guys to run through your arms. You can't allow, you have to have, you gotta play and and listen, fam, when I play football, the old my old coach used to tell me tackling is an attitude. You gotta tackle, you you just can't be out there just milling about. Tackling is an attitude. You you gotta have an attitude. When you tackle him, that's what it really comes down to. And unfortunately, the Saints don't have that. They don't seem to have that fire. This, you know, uh, the last game I seen him kind of break down and quit, you know, it it was just awful. So, man, we hear the the, the TD Jake speeches that Demario Davis was doing and the keep hope alive as stuff that like Jesse Jackson speeches that he was giving. But you're not going to sway to who that nation They're just too smart. You're not going to sway them into believing that you guys are all right. And we're just going to flip a switch and go. You haven't exhibited consistent football fundamentally this entire season. So at some point, this all has to change, man. At some point, it has to change. It will change. And we just have to handle the business. Bottom line. So in the end, man, we're going to see what happened here, family, as we get ready to kind of get this thing going. Let me recap the day. We did start off by listening to. Uh, Dennis Allen, as she looks, looks a bit disheveled uh, as well. So uh, I, it, it ain't, you know, Dennis have to figure out something and get it going. We also heard what Demario Davis said he was doing his best. Keep hope alive. Jesse Jackson speech uh, about opportunity and, and forthright. And then, of course, we went over a few articles here about trade candidates. And even though we talk about trade candidates, I think a lot of stuff that the Saints have to do. Is, is find the right players that's playing within their building and execute, get those guys in and get the ones who are bull crap out of there. It's the bottom line. You got to get players that are willing to make plays and figure out why Tyron Matthew looks so bad in the Saints system. I mean, he looks really bad. He looks really bad out there. And I don't know what to make of that. So that's some of the stuff you have to figure out. And you ain't going to figure it out while they're sitting at home playing video games and watching other teams play football. That's not going to work, man. If, it has, if it's his way of getting down to it, he in trouble as trouble as the first three years that he was a head coach. This is his marks right here, you know, and that just showing you that the first year. OK, you can give it to him the second year. You ain't learned that you did the same thing as the first year and it got worse, which means he lost he lost the team in that third year. And of course, these starting off two and five when you had a team. If Coach Payton was still here, it would be a, a, a plus 500 ball club. They wouldn't most certainly be sitting up in no two and five. At worst, you could say there'd be a four and three club as or, or something like that, but they wouldn't be sitting up in no two and five and lose it to no, no Cincinnati Bengals and you had the lead and then lose to the Arizona Cardinals and they ain't won any buildings in the whole year. That's, that's not going to happen. So anyway, with that being said, this is going to be an interesting week. We got the Raiders are coming up in the Dome. The Saints, for those who want to know, are one and three in the Dome. So the Saints are not even winning games at home. They're not salvaging or even much siphoning or using the energy of the dome that be packed to help them win contests. They're not even winning the dome. They're one in three in the dome. So if you can't win in the dome, good Lord, man. Good Lord. You know, I I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. We just, we're going to watch how it plays. So uh, tomorrow we'll be back on our Patreon, uh, TSC Q and a live, uh, Tuesday or Patreon Tuesday. Uh, for the family members as YouTube membership members and Patreon members will be popping up there for that stream. And for those who want to join it, you can feel free to hit the link tree and it'll give you information. It'll take you right there. Or you can simply hit the join button on the uh, membership button on your YouTube app and it'll give you uh it'll give you the instructions of how you can join the channel. Very affordable. For the family members, you can get access to, I mean, hundreds of lock shows. We got you know dozens of lock content of our TSC Q&A live shows that we do every Tuesday. Uh, very good shows. If you want to check them out, please feel free to hit the join member button on YouTube or simply go to Patreon, you know, Patreon.com forward slash the Pro Media Network. That is in our description section in the LinkedIn link. You got all our stuff there uh, dialed up. So also family to let you know we got a sale going on right now in the pro shop right now. Family got a, 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 a sale going on at the pro shop right now. Where well, you can get thirty percent off on all merch right now. It's going on this sale. Will not last. So if you're interested in getting merch, whether it's uh, all the latest merch for the Pelicans, and if you're a Pelican person or a Saints person, you can feel free to get the merch right now. We got dozens, dozens of products. Not just uh, T-shirts and clothing. There's also uh, bath gear. There's also kitchen gear and stuff in your bedroom, like uh, comforters and all kind of stuff. You can get coffee cups, mugs, stickers, wall art, all kind of stuff at the pro shop link is in the description section below. you simply hit that and hit our link and it'll go there and you can actually go to the community section of the uh, YouTube page and get hit the link that's in the community section. It's the first post in our community section. you hit that link it'll take you there and all of the thirty percent is already put in there for you so this is a good opportunity uh to go. And check out and get some of that hot merch. We'll be releasing merch, and we have uh, we've been releasing merch for a while. We have a nice stockpile of catalog there. You can't cheat God. Uh, the, uh, for our Pelican people, you got the Not On Herb, the Defensive Player of the Year, Grand Theft Alvarado. You got to fight, Willie Green. Hey coach, run the damn ball. Hey ref, you suck. The Chump Missioner shirts, Magnum B.I., all that and more. Sports Coma gear, Pelic. I mean, the Great uh, Saints think tank shirts the official great saint Thank tank shirts all that's available in that in that uh at that link in the community section so with that being said fam, listen i appreciate y'all please feel free to hit the like button hit the subscribe button and share 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 the show on your social media feed i'm gonna holler at y'all uh tomorrow on the tsc QA live and we will have a guest coming in for our raiders preview uh coming up later in the week so much love to the fam and i'm gonna holler at y'all peace and who that <laughs>
1: I'm a who that I'm a who that long as I'm living I'm a who that lose or win and I'm a who that Sports coma, yeah this is where we do that we do that where 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 we do that act huh like this I'm a who that I'm a who that supposed this is where we do that do that welcome 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 somebody please better help running this thing like Runnin elf thing like thank god every day I'm not, a I'm not a felt go to youtube live with big q and the guys, guys. if you ain't ride or die, die. the bandwagon get flipped been marching in that was way for the ring i was yelling out your for the championship <laughs> bucking on town duck down Falcons pluck, get shut down. shut down. Panthers ain't much to touch Touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. Us so down. much hate on the Saints, you can probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL. When things seem fishy, and you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. they like this, and I'm a hoot at. Every day I'm living, I'm a hoot at. Lose or winning, I'm a who that? It's the Sports Coma, this is where we, where, we yeah. where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Uh, boogie like this and I'm a who that? It's the Sports Coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the Sports Coma yeah. with Big Q and the guys on the P.R.O. Right. Media Network. Go. They're gonna beat them, say, who that?
2: can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform available at the pro shops we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family unisex tees for men and women hoodies and sweatshirts tank tops kids and baby items long sleeve tees mugs pillows wall art bath bedding face masks phone cases stickers bags fanny packs socks hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. Remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that's daily.com that's right the who that daily.com your one-stop shop for everything you all the saint you all pelican lsu tigers and even the top flight boxing so if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team the who that daily.com is your site the who